Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Forever. Dog. Hello, everybody. It's another classic episode of Midnight Snack. Everyone, we're like the Lost Honeymooners episodes. We're just going to find these in an attic one day and go, like in a hoarder house, and just go toss it in the web junk truck. My nickname, 1-800-WEB-JUNK. Oh, no, what was it? 1-800-GOT-JUNK. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Every time I see that trunk, I'm like, no need to dial. Me got it. Hi, folks. It's Michelle Collins. Just uh, working on some new material here at the top. I figured I'd get that. <laughs> Crazy that I haven't been asked to get back on a stage yet. Uh, I'm Michelle Collins. This is Midnight Snack. I've got a freshly washed head of hair. Not a good wash. Hate that. I don't know if men know about that, Dan. Dan acting with me. Do you ever have a bad wash? You know what that means? Uh, no, not really. Well, for a while I was like using no shampoo at all for like long stretches. and then Anything but like, that. Anything but to that. To try to do that. But yeah. What, what is a bad wash? I know there are going to be a lot of curly haired people who are going to be offended by this. Like when Patty Stanger said that men don't like redheads. But I have an issue with the no poo <laughs> movement. That's the shampoo free people. Uh, that, I, I mean, I did it for like the first year of pandemic and then I, did you? I like, broke it. 
Yeah, I did it until uh, like January 1st. But doesn't it feel good to lather up, to suds up? That's like the best part of the uh, shampoo is like getting it all sudsy. Yeah, it does. But then you have to like buy all the extra stuff to put back what you just took out of your Yeah, but I like that. that I stuff. like smearing. I like yeah. warming oils up in my hands. Like that's guy like you know, slapping them together like an influencer and then slapping it on the scalp like Bugs Bunny and Looney Tunes. That, like, and then massaging it, like, to Elmer. You know when he's doing a little massage? Oh, yeah, yeah. Da-da-da-da, yeah. Yeah-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
if I get a salad that's not enough lettuce leaves in it, it's a sweet green. I'm yeah, going, right. really? Like, they know. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, everything reads on my face. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, and this has been my whole life, really. Maybe, you know what I realized? I'm having a therapy moment right now. I think it stems from something I've also talked about where my parents really never bought me gifts. And, mm. oh, I'm really having a breakthrough, actually. Uh-oh. My uh-huh. parents never got me gifts. And when they did, they were always bad. So probably as a result of that, I like to give gifts because it's like what I didn't get. You know what I mean? Like I like to show that I'm thoughtful, but I'm still scarred from my upbringing and still weird about getting gifts. Is that possible? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I I would always want things that were too expensive and then I would get shamed for it. Or this happened once, but it's Mm. always stuck with me. Like we were at Toys R Us and my aunt was like, hey, what do you want? And I was like, I would really like this three foot tall Inspector Gadget doll with all the like gadgets. <laughs> Wait, in it. That was a real yeah. thing. Yeah, what? and I, I was want, like, that I want looks that cool. now. I want that now. And I know. And, yeah. and she was just like, Wow, you have expensive taste. Mm. And I was like, Shade. Okay. That, yeah. <laughs> so it made me feel so horrible. <laughs> Wait, I like that. That's I the thing. It's guilty like about it. Most women want like a Chanel bag, or kids want like a. Like, you know, uh, what do they call those little cars? Like the little tykes, you know, SUV or whatever it is. And you're just like, yeah, right. there's a, a man-sized doll that has knives hidden <laughs> in his arms. Can I have that? And by the way, a three-foot-tall Inspector Gadget doll is like almost too close to my actual type that I like. I'm like, oh my God. Like, that would have been the thing that I would have had like dreams about. It's like, you know, I had an ALF doll that I like felt something towards. That would have replaced my ALF doll. Um that's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. As a kid, you know, it's funny. My mom had, uh, my mom back in the 80s was part of like um, Miami society before it all blew up for some reason. Okay. Um, half those women are dead, so it's fine for me to talk about it. But she was really, you know, there was a time, I always laugh how when my parents actually had money, I was like way too young to understand what money meant. And then by the time I was just old enough to like be spoiled, they had no money. And I was like, oh, <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm sure they would love me talking about this. But like when I say no money, I mean, very gratefully, like we had we lived in a townhouse, you know, but we were in a nice enough neighborhood. But we were not like like my mother used to go buy shit every day at Neiman's, like really living that really Mm. like a housewives. Funny enough with Brian here, a housewives lifestyle. Um, That was her energy. It still kind of is. But it's like now like a Ross dress for less version of that woman where. She, oh, okay, yeah. she doesn't spend money like that anymore. I mean, I think she looks at the way that I spend money on clothing and is like very judgmental. And I'm like, mom, I'm spending like 200 bucks at fashion fucking Nova. Like I, <laughs> I still appreciate a bargain. I'm not going and buying gowns as she used to at Saks, like 10 grand in the eighties on dresses for, you know, for real, for like wow. the balls and the things that they were invited to. <laughs> Why am I bringing up their former wealth? Because when I was very little, they had friends who would buy me the most beautiful gifts. Like, Hmm. I think about the joy. There was one friend in particular. I know they don't speak anymore, so I won't say her name. But and and I think that everyone eventually loses their way in life and becomes crazy, including probably for sure my parents and me. But she used to um, go to the store and buy me personalized gifts with my name on it. So I remember Dan, like I, I was like five years old and I was actually quite a girly kid. Like I really liked I was, I think, much girlier when I was younger. Like, I was I'm also by way of how my mother dressed me. But I loved pink. Like, I loved 
yeah. pigtails. And, I, you know, I was very into like ribbons and ballet. Like it crushed me when I went to ballet class and my mom couldn't find shoes big enough for me. And I had to dance in my pantyhose. Like that was like a really sad. I have a very oh. sad life. People look. Excuse me. Can I play victim for once about this? Anyway, but she brought me this huge personalized like plastic, um, almost like a shower caddy, but bigger full of I was like five years old like full of pink like a wallet and a stuffed animal and all this shit had my name all over it that was probably me peeking in the world of gift receiving thinking about it (laughs) I can't I'm I'm really serious I don't know when I've gotten something so nice like I'm looking at people who are listening who have given me nice gifts are going to be like you bitch what about blank (laughs) but no, but I'm thinking like other than like funny. I, that's not true. I've definitely gotten some nice gifts. I take it back. Like I have in my lifetime, and I think that I get almost uncomfortable because I'm like, this is too nice, you know. I I'm a really good gift giver. I think when I have an idea, yeah. But I'm not a good gift giver if it's just like, oh, this occasion is coming up. You have to like think of something. Yeah. Then I'm not good at all. Well, I come but from like, the family of give a picture frame. Like when in doubt, buy a frame. So uh, you may get a frame for me, not because I don't have thoughtful feelings for you, but they're beautiful, like from Bergdorf, like they're nice. You already, no, I know, you you already tried to give me one before. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen them. Excuse me, I tried to give it to you, really? Yeah, yeah, I saw them. (laughs) When you came over, did I? Yeah, yeah. That's humiliating. No, they're beautiful. They're like from Bergdorf. They're stunning frames that I buy in bulk because I'm bulky (laughs) Bartakamoose. And that's how I am. And and I have them. I'm looking at two of them right here. I have two of them. And then when I need a gift, I'm like, oh, perfect. This is like a great thing to get. Well, anyway, I'm really trying to rack my brain for like a good gift that I've gotten. Like a really thoughtful. I swear I don't know. Outside of like a home goods gift card or something, you know, where it's like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure I'm going to hear from people who are like, what about? Actually, I worked with um, some lovely people at... Uh, Cosmo with Adam Rippon and they got me uh, funny enough a Tiffany frame I'm looking at it a pewter wow. <laughs> Tiffany frame with a framed like illustration of Adam and I like that was a nice like wrap gift but it was oh, like a, that's really cool yeah. it was really nice but it was like a corporate gift you know I'm talking like friend to friend sure. well anyway Dan bought me something so before yeah. we even I'm gonna open it I saved it <laughs> I can't wait but Dan one other thing I want to bring up is uh by the way, if my, this is going to be a great test to see if my parents listen to this podcast or not, because I know if my mother heard me talk about this shit, she's going to be like, what do you mean we've never gotten you anything nice? It's going to be <laughs> such a fight. This I love I love dropping like Easter eggs for them to see if they bite. You know, this is going to be right, it. Right, for right. sure. My dad listens because remember when I thought someone hit his car, he yes. made sure to bite his fist and then wait three weeks to be like, has has that dent? Like he couldn't help himself. He goes. <laughs> I think he just brought up. Did I ever bring this up? The follow up to the dent? No, no. Oh I my didn't god! Get the yeah, I thought, he was. Yeah. No, no. He goes. And by the way, shows how fucking psycho I am because I like lost my shit with that company. But he was just like, <laughs> he was like, oh yeah, someone you know, someone hit that car at Peta Plus a couple months ago. I was like, whoa. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, I I didn't even notice it as I have like a cease and desist on that fucking apartment complex, whatever that means. Anyway. Um, no, but you Dan- see this review view in Apple Podcasts, <laughs> like um, very interesting dent talk happening. Denston checks out, um, huh? Wait, Dan also-, Dan also met my most notorious neighbor, so we have to talk about oh, my neighbor quickly. Yeah. So Dan- before, yeah. so I'm going to open Dan's gift before the end of uh, before the end of the show, or before the end of our segment, I guess. 
but so there's a guy who lives. Okay, this is a famous story in the Michelle Collins universe, where maybe just to me, where uh, <laughs> there's a guy who lives in my building. He lives in the basement. I've called him the own old man in Home Alone a number of times. Let me um, interrupt myself by saying that I'm on about four hours sleep and I woke up at 5 a.m. today. So if I feel like I'm fumfering, yeah, I don't know what's happening with me. I'm probably dying. It's fine. Went out on a high note doing this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Doing this podcast. Glad I got to see your gift, Dan, before the big man comes to take me away forever. But anyway, so... uh, So that that's the guy who, well, Dan, you explain it. Cause I, I walked outside to meet Dan and you went, Oh, I, I talked to one of your neighbors. Why don't you explain it? So people don't think that I mean you tell them. <laughs> so I'll be mean. So like, the, yeah. no, I was waiting for you outside your, your building. And so the door opened, I turned around, bright smile, ready to uh, greet you. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the brightest. Comes, like, you know, mm. yeah, <laughs> he was an older guy, like bald, long beard, long, long white, beard. white beard. Yeah. Um, I think he was in a jumpsuit, right? Like kind of a all yellow. Was he? Kind of jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah. It was like a that kind of thing. Okay, um, well, I've only ever seen him in like literal navy brown pants and like yellowed button downs. <laughs> so I don't I don't never seen him in a well, yellow jumpsuit. He was in a he was in a good mood because he then he talked to me. He's like, Wow, you know, soak up that sun. I was like, That's that's what I'm trying to do. And he, talks um, he just kind of to like, everybody, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he just kind of shuffled across the street and he's going on his way. Um, he wasn't wearing any shoes and socks and not in a, you know, it was like his choice to do that. Like he just seemed like an old nature guy. And it kind of made me think of like <laughs> people in New York that like, wow, he's like, he's like really uh, one with nature and uh, yeah, this yeah. is his lifestyle. I'm going like to tell it. you something right away. I've seen this man a hundred times. I've never seen him sockless and shoeless on the street. Like, I know that the guy has issues and I don't want people here to think that we're mocking his issues at all. But there's something that I'm going to bring up because it bothers me. But uh, he lives right next to where people take the recycling down. And so and his door is always open, always mm. maybe to get a draft, like an air, to get some air in there, which fine. Yeah. But he always has like Ikea bags full of stuff outside the door and like definitely goes through people's garbage, like take stuff, which listen, the guy, obviously he's an older guy. I don't know his deal, but like he is into sifting. Okay. This, this comes back into play with my story. Hmm. Like he, like I have left, you know, when I do my cleanses, which is like what, three times a year when I take all my shit down, like I know a lot of it. Cause a lot of it is nice ish stuff ends up in his apartment, you know, which is fine, whatever. And I've seen, I think relatives like clean it out and everything. It's sad. Honestly, when you think about it, cannot be that big of a place it's a basement apartment like fine that being said um i dread like running into him because i know that he's going to want to talk and now that i know he's not wearing any f- shoes and socks i'm like oh god like that's an <laughs> that's like a new layer of like uh like mania but he was the one who left a sign in the elevator at the early in pandemic saying um needed xxl sweatpants for he goes new or used now dan how what size if you had to go buy this man's sweatpants at uh, TJ Maxx, what size yeah. would you go for? Uh, X S, maybe small. extra small or small. He's like the light. He's the skinniest little guy, and so yeah. XXL. I was like, all right, and I did buy him sweatpants because I thought, oh, maybe he knows a guy who you know is on the streets or whatever. I don't know. I thought I'll give him some. Right. I'm sure he got a lot. Sure. Where this story takes a turn, I'm not just reading him to filth. I have noticed, and it actually like really actually upsets me to talk about it because it's creepy. So we have a laundry room in the basement, which is lucky. If you know New York, not every building does have laundry in the building. 
it's a nice enough laundry room, a lot of machines. Um, grateful to have it. And I always feel like, and I buy thousands of pairs of underwear a year. I, from Aerie, they do like five for 25, seven for 30, whatever it is. I'll do 14 pairs in a pop. Like I just stock up from the Gap when they do Gap undies. I have yeah. hundreds of pairs. And yes, do I get rid of underwear? Of course. When you see it getting holy, you know, the lacy kinds, whatever, they go in the garbage. Like I, I don't have an issue. I am running out of underwear lately. Like I can't even tell you. I have no fucking underwear. And I'm like, and then I'm starting to think, okay, is he going in there? Because I noticed that he prowls the basement, right? Which is where the laundry is. And now people are going to write into me, rightfully so. They're going to write in and go, do you wait down there with your laundry? No, I don't. Because the basement is scary. And honestly, the idea of even having him, he did that once to me when I was in there. That's why I know he checks it. Because I was in there and yeah. he went, oh, hi, just, you know. And I was like, <laughs> why are you in here, dude? Like, I don't think he does laundry. <laughs> I'm like, get the fuck out of here. So Just to like patrol, yeah. To patrol. So I am... I'm wondering, does is he doing it? Number one, am I crazy? Could be, could be a dent part two. Like maybe I, I'm losing my underwear. I don't know. <laughs> but I know that when I was like in England and I bought 700 pairs of the Gap, literally I bought because they had them for a pound or something. There was a Gap that was closing. I don't know where yeah. any of those pairs are. I'm like, I, I must wow. have bought maybe a handful of those, but they're gone. It's like no, something is up. Now, listener, yeah. the question is, what do I do? Do I stay down there with my laundry? I really don't. I'd rather lose the undies, honestly. Do that. Do I count them before putting it in? And then what? Then if there's some missing, then what? Like go knock on yeah. his door, open, throw the door open and see him sniffing, wearing a pair of my hipster boy briefs on his head. Like, I don't want that either. <laughs> you know, is he giving, here's what I hope if he is stealing them, that he's like giving them to a shelter, you know, or like, I hope he's stealing from the rich to give to the poor. Think about it. Cause if he okay. was looking for sweatpants, for yeah. maybe he couldn't find an XXL doing laundry, a pair of big sweatpants. So he had to explicitly ask. Okay. Think All about right. it. That's, maybe that's, he's a, that's a possibility. Yeah, for sure. Stealing to give away. I would almost accept. Cause like, you know what? Fine. Let it go to like a homeless person. If he is stealing them for his home, I have an issue with it. Now, Dan, we talked about <laughs> options. Listener, by the way, please don't judge me. I've not emailed my <laughs> super about this. I'm only bringing it up here. Cause I don't want to have issues in my building what I really should start doing is just sending my underwear out for laundry. And like, that's not a bad idea either. Yeah. But how disgusting yeah. would well, that be? Like a bowl of just dirty, filthy fucking like undies. I don't know. Go on. Well, <laughs> look at that filthy. Come on. Oh no, come on. Like, <laughs> Dan, <laughs> like, you're wrong. On? Dan, you're wrong. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? They're like worn underwear, you know? Anyway, go on. I said, I don't know. I send my laundry out. It's fine. Somebody's coming today. I, I, I think like, well, there's a timer. And I know it's not like super accurate on dryers sometimes, but like you could like give yourself a little alarm five minutes before and go down and grab it. Um, um, right. Unless but- unless he's just going through it while it's on. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to stay down there the whole time, that's not worth it. But that's exactly right. Where I yeah. I don't think it matters. I think he's opening the dryer and taking them in the dryer. That's my theory. I don't know if it's true. My idea was that I would yeah. leave a note in the elevator, but I ha- I think the elevator has a camera. I don't want my building people knowing that I'm doing this either. Like, cause they have surveillance right. here. So right. either leave a note in the elevator or like wear like a full mask and a hat. The thing is I can't hide my yeah. height or my breasts or my butt. So like, I'd have to basically wear a barrel <laughs> and like, and like a bucket hat, yeah. and like sunglasses. Well, it's laundry. <laughs> that's my laundry day look anyway. <laughs> I have to wear a costume, like a mascot costume, and just like go around the building. Put, I think I can take the steps downstairs and just put the signs, because he also takes the elevator on. I think what I'm going to do, I just cracked it. 
I'm going to put signs okay. by the elevator, not in the elevator, because he rides the elevator with yeah. a with a, a Gmail address, just like Undie Steeler Upper West or whatever it is. <laughs> um, underwear side Steeler, huh? Okay, listen, you know I gotta go. Oh yeah, Upper West side. The, yeah, okay. <laughs> canceling the podcast. The point is, I think that leaving um, a sign and asking other neighbors if it's happening to them, at the very least will convince me that I'm crazy, that I am crazy, or that yeah. this is a real thing. Well, you'll get some great emails, too. Well, that's why I think it's funny. And I'll tell you something else. Yeah. <laughs> it may not be him. Like, look, there's another guy in the building. Hold on. I got to grab. I want to open Dan's gifts. I got to get my mic stand. Um, there's another guy in the building who I don't know if you've met him because you, you've hung out with me here a little bit. He's like, really? Yeah. He looks like um like he looks like sugar water for men in black a little bit. He's like really scary, except he's bald and he's huge okay. and he never says hi. And I was like eating Froyo outside one day and I was like, hey. and he like didn't say hi. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be murdered, like for sure. Anyway, um Well okay. you do one of those things like when people steal Amazon packages, they'll have like a confetti bomb inside or something. Like, could you rig that up in the dryer? <laughs> like a shit bag attached to my undies be like yeah, oops. Yeah, yeah. oops you found it <laughs> yeah, right. yeah by the way he would love that are you kidding me please if he right, had a shit right. bag oh, all the more reason for him to steal it i'm telling you the guy's a freak all right let me um all right so let me open dan's gifts first of all i have to comment dan you could not have left more beautiful paper i don't know i'm holding this up dan's seen this and we'll never release you know what i'm gonna take a picture of it actually That's what it <laughs> i'm we glad took you a liked pic- it we took a picture with it yesterday okay oh yeah yeah we did um, tell everyone where you got it. Um, so, oh, I got the wrapping stuff at like, I think it's called Paper Source in uh, Park Slope. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> already, like I'm already dying. <laughs> Dan, Dan is so hilarious. Dan's card, which by the way, remember, it's beautiful. It's like really gorge. Yeah. Clearly yeah. said Aries, but he blacked yes. it out. <laughs> Well, there was all these like horoscope cards. And so that one looked really cute. It's and really I was like, pretty. oh, I'll get the set. Yeah. I was like, I'll get the set because the Aries one is really cute. And then the one for your cancer, right? Yeah. What and is the, it? The one for cancer looked so disgusting. It was this crab with like one eyeball. It looked like a Le- Legend of Zelda monster. And so I was like, well, what if I just like scratch out? <laughs> you did, by the way, a beautiful job blacking out where it says Aries. It's really funny. It makes the card funnier. It's like, what if I... <laughs> It actually just once again shows what a thoughtful friend you are. Should I read the card in the air? <laughs> sure, yeah. It's, it's, there's nothing. It literally inside. says nothing inside. <laughs> he left it blank. Wait, I'm going to kill him. It says, happy early birthday, Michelle. Beautiful handwriting, Dan. Wow. Oh, thank you. Stunning. Thanks, Thanks for all the laughs. And then at Dan underscore Acton. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't add the mask motel at give a little um, synergy, yeah, yeah, right. a little synergy while you're already going for the, uh, the social media share. Well, wow, you have the most, even I'm telling you, if you're looking for a man, by the way, everyone is on your dick. Have you noticed that? Have you read the reviews for our podcast is everybody asking you out? I'm like, you know, I'm also single. Not one person has asked me out on our reviews. I'm fuming about it. How is that true? Like literally everybody's like, Ooh, Dan's so cute. I'm like, you know, I'm also looking okay these days. Nobody <laughs> is asking me out. Not one. I'm fun to date. Dan, tell him. You're a riot today. I'm fun. We dated for years until it didn't it, work out, but you know, yeah, but I'm the one who got you out of the closet. Remember that? <laughs> That's true. Remember? I was like, what are you these? The All my underwear in your bag. I was like, what is this? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the closet is like 
<laughs> a panty thief. It's so st- <laughs> I'm going to get canceled. I'm so oh, grateful. Look at this. Is there anything in this bag? I'm feeling something. Oh. Yeah, so there's two things. Okay, what should I open first? <laughs> like I'm going silly. for the bag. Either so one. I was trying to think and like, I don't know. I'm so mad like at you for this. <laughs> I actually am. <laughs> Wait, come on. <laughs> and only one. Dan got me Dan got me poppers for my birthday. Is that what this is? I don't even know yes. what they look like. Oh my god. Well, it, <laughs> that is what's hilarious about it is it's labeled as nail polish remover, which I could always use. I bet I could take this on the plane. Except it's called Rush with a lightning bolt through it. And it's it's with a power pack palette. <laughs> This have you ever done? It says for artificial nails, apply liberally on artificial nails. <laughs> Hilarious. Use yes, cotton true. swab or other suitable material to remove polish. Do you think it works? Is this just acetone? It is acetone. You're telling me if I huff acetone, my asshole will loosen up. I'll do it right now. I'll do it on the damn air. I don't care. Let's try it out. Um, wow. Hilarious. This is really a well, beautiful. You're so gift. intrigued. So yeah. If swallowed, to... if swallowed, this is this is do one not of the funniest. Drink it. No, do you see? Do you see, I'm never going to do this. You know that I'm going to keep this as a little. Yeah, this is a thoughtful gift. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Let me read the instructions. It says dangers, with the s and apostrophe or in um excuse me parentheticals, flammable, harmful if swallowed, skin and eye irritant. Wait, listen to this. If swallowed, drink two glasses of milk or water. And induce vomiting. <laughs> Don't ask me twice. Sure. Call physician immediately for eye contact flush with water. I'm surprised they didn't mention milk for the eyes. Flush yeah. with milk or water. Avoid prolonged inhalation of, in confined areas. Damn. <laughs> oh, my God. It's from Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, where I performed with Luann. Maybe I'll bring this up to... Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Maybe I'll bring this up to Brian. Wait, let me open the other gift. Now, Dan, the other gift is a book. I can feel it in beautiful llama paper. Um, Yeah. The question I have is, uh, is it a guide to using poppers? Because that is what I could use if I'm going to open (laughs) it. No, 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 no. No, it's on another another train of thought. Okay. I'm nervous. Dan knows everything there is to know about me, by the way. Things that I don't even talk about here. Let me open this up. (laughs) I'm kind of wondering if somebody's given you this before because it's like... Hilarious. Wait, do you like it? Yes. Do you like it? Okay. I wish you would have signed it. Now, Dan, who knows me so, so, so well, nobody knows me better than you, knows that my favorite Seinfeld episode is the Cheever letters when, when George's dad had an affair with John Cheever uh, in the cabin. And Dan bought me, it looks brand new. It does look new, actually. Is it new? Yeah, yeah. it's like new, new used. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the letters of John Cheever. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Wait, was he gay though in real life, John Cheever? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he was bi. I gotta tell you something. He's cute. You saw his picture in the back. I never <laughs> yeah. knew what he looked like until the second. Let me look. Yeah, he's up. not bad. Nice, no, he's cute. And I, I started. Li- and I started reading one of his stories. He's like great. Uh, from this book. From my no, gift. I just uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no <but> like- <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I read your gift before I gave it to you, and he's very funny. I'm like. Oh, yeah right <laughs> yeah he's a, oh he was photographed by richard avedon let's go through the photos wait a minute Ooh. he's a handsome looking guy was he out gay or bi or was he closeted like until i don't know i mean i guess i guess he must have been out to have it be a joke on seinfeld right it has to be oh yeah that's right 
Right, because exactly, that's funny. <laughs> like you would have to know. John Cheever, yeah. you and John Cheever? Yes. <laughs> he was an incredible man. What did he say? Oh my God. In a way you would never understand. <laughs> well, thank you, Dan. Well, this is the gayest <laughs> gift I've certainly ever gotten. Poppers. Dan, you're really on brand. Poppers and the letters of John Cheever. Wow, what a, what a pal. Thank you. That's so nice. Meanwhile, I, I really was so excited. I was like, oh, this beautiful, the packaging was so girly and so like fun. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I was just like, oh my God, this is going to be such, a, I like thought he bought me jewelry. I was like, oh my God, jewelry, Dan. <laughs> Poppers. Okay. Well, you're lovely. I adore you. Thank you. Uh, and hopefully, I kind of want to go with you to that restaurant I texted you about. Don't say the name yet. Oh, we'll talk yeah, about yeah. It. Yeah, um, let's talk about it. Dan Acton, I appreciate you. I thank you for my gift. I hope that you um, liked my reaction to it. Was that gift yeah, enough for you? I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> did I? Did I? That was my gift. Here's a question. Right? Did I sell it? Like, did I look like I liked it? Was I a good? <laughs> was I a good gift You're receiver? You're such a good faker. Yeah, yeah. Such a good faker. <laughs> the first lady of American theater. <laughs> Dan Acton, I adore you. Thank you. Uh, I'll think of you as I sniff my new nail polish remover. Uh, you can follow Dan. Let me check your greeting card again. At Dan underscore Acton. Phew, thank God you wrote it down. And uh, and Dan, we'll be back. Uh, are we on next week? I don't even know if we are. I don't think we are, actually. Yeah, we have a week off next week, people. Uh, all right. Well, Dan, great to chat. Great to see you yesterday. Yeah, it's great to see you. And, uh, and uh, happy happy early birthday. Thank you. Well, you know the week of my birthday, it's going to be all, all about my birthday. You know that. Yeah, for sure. Get ready. Yeah, yeah. All right, folks. We Let's welcome Brian Moylan. Bye, Dan. Bye. First of all, he's always so dapper. You look gorge. He is Thank not you. just a friend. I've always adored you and one of the funniest writers. He has a new book out. It's controversial. I think that I'm sort of towing two lines right now. My my um my love for you, which is is true and real. And also my love for Bravo and Mr. Andy Cohen. I, I realize that I'm sort of dipping my fingers in each pool, if you will. But that's the kind of brave person I am. And I'm, I'm going to continue to be brave <laughs> like that for you, Brian. He has a brand new book out. I have to say it's very juicy. A, it's very funny. It's very well written. I didn't read it cover to cover yet because I just got it. But I flipped through it before the, today. And um, some great stories. It's called The Housewives, colon, the real story of the real housewives. It is out uh, today, actually. So people should go right now and buy it. You also co-authored Pretty Mess with Erica Jane. You are famously yeah. one of my favorite um, writers in the most thankless writing game of television recapping, which we can <laughs> talk about at some point. Brian Moylan. Hi, Brian. Hi, Michelle Collins. And I have to say thank you because this book is would not have happened without you literally would not have happened without you because you introduced me to Nicole, my um, book agent. And we had both had this idea to do a book about the housewives and that's like how it got off the ground. So you have a nice big thank you in the acknowledgements. Oh my God. Really? Um, I didn't even see that. Let me read it. Oh, that's exciting. (laughs) See, I want people to know I'm actually nice. I like giving my friends jobs. It doesn't happen that often. But Nicole Tortolo reached out to me. She's wonderful and was like, oh, would you ever have any interest in doing this? I said, I wouldn't. But I know your person and it's you. And here it and now I'm interviewing <laughs> you about the book. It's great. I got to see my acknowledgments. Are they in the very back? There aren't that many. They're in the, Brian. Very, they're <gasps> in the very back. Oh, there it is. Oh, my God. Wait, no, I just saw Michelle Obama's name and I got confused. Hold on. 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh my God. I ran on the first page. Oh, and Amy Kaufman. You know, I've never met Amy Kaufman. Are you friends with her? She's a bachelor aficionado. I am friendly. And Nicole introduced me to her and, you know, uh, she lives in LA and I live most of the time in London. And so right. I don't get to see her a lot, but usually when I'm in town, we try to have dinner or whatever. Cause she's also a huge Bravo fan. And so we just like uh, gossip about reality TV, but um, well, yeah, she's great. She's like the queen of bachelors, which is a fandom I have recently discovered, which is even crazier than housewives fans. I got to tell possible. you, I was a part of it for a long time. And I would gladly be a part of it again. I um, I don't know. You know, it's funny. I don't know what changed for me with that show, but something in the past three or four years, they had a couple of people who I really liked. I actually love um, Rachel. Um, I'm a big fan of hers uh, and I've interviewed her a bunch of times. But like, I don't know. The show just got so basic for me, Brian, and so dumb that I'm like, I can't as an intelligent person even find humor anymore in watching these morons try to find love when I know that it's empty. Yeah. And I feel like originally um, that there was a chance that they might find love, that they might've been there for that. And now I feel like everyone's there for quote unquote, the wrong reasons, which is they just want to get famous. They want to get famous. They want to, you know, become influencers, but I just, maybe because I'm getting old. I don't know. I'm just not into it at all. And I wonder too, and I want to talk to you about housewives. Um, obviously that's going to be the the bulk of this, but we have a lot to get to. I also want to talk about, I want to talk about, you know, Gawker and all kinds of things with you. But do you notice, by the way, that I did my makeup like very Erica Jane, kind of weird today? Um, it looks very good. The last few times I saw you in London, you weren't wearing a stitch of makeup. And so I feel like um, oh, yeah. a special privilege today. There's also something else we need to talk about that just happened. One of our favorite annual events, which is oh, Eurovision. Eurovision. We need, let's, I don't even know. My brain is actually racing. Like, you know, when you see cats like on that wheel and they don't know how to stop themselves. That's how I feel right now. I'm on the wheel. What should we talk about first? I think let's get Bachelor out of the way first because it's a quickie. It's a quick hit. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what were you going to say about it? That's kind of all I have to say. And, but I also feel like these seasons, now that they're like quarantine bachelor and they like can't leave the property and go on like crazy dates and stuff. It's like snoozeville. Cause I watched some old ones to like, be like, is this what it's like? And I was like, Oh no, I would, I much prefer this. So it's like, we're not getting real love. We're not getting splendor. Like what's the point of just sitting in Nima colon. Oh, Nima colon. I'm, I convinced myself I have Nima colon cancer this week. That's not a joke. I actually, I mean, I, you, you hand, I was actually telling Tracy before and Dan before we started that I got a blood results back and one thing is like really high. And when I Googled it, the first thing was colon cancer. I'm like, that would make sense. As someone who's eaten nothing but like Taco Bell for 40 years, I'm like, yeah, I could see that happening to me. Um, so anyway, RIP, it's been fun while it's lasted. You might be my last guest. God forbid. Not joking about that at all. I'm literally making an appointment. Um, but Eurovision, let's go there. Uh, yes. What did you who'd think? Who'd you love? Who'd you hate? You know, my favorite one, and I think you'll agree with me, was Lithuania, which was um, the Roop discotheque. That for me was like the most fun, made me feel like excited. They were funny. I liked them. Um, and then immediately after was my favorite, which was the Ukraine, which was like a woman dressed as like a bird like a generation after Chernobyl and it was this weird (laughs) screaming like Lithuanian song. And then like after Eurovision, I was like, 
did I love this song or was I just like under the influence of Eurovision? So I watched the video and the video is even crazier. They're in some like steampunk homemade Jeep, like cruising through the Ukrainian countryside. (laughs) And then they have like a rave in the forest and there's snow and a bonfire and like, Oh my God. It's I highly, highly recommend it. I actually am so sorry. I blacked out after you said steampunk. Cause there's, if there's one thing that makes (laughs) me completely shut down as a woman, it's anything involving top hats, monocles, gears, copper, uh, anything burning man adjacent really rubs me the wrong way. I, I always wonder, isn't it funny how people are that there are millions of people who would kill to go to burning man. And it is the definition of my absolute worst fucking nightmare. And that to me is sort of steampunk in a sense. Um, the two things in life that I'm most afraid of are camping and straight people. And I think that oh. like Burning Man is like <laughs> it is, the, it is the, the epitome of both of those things. And you know what's funny about it too? Because I feel like it's where people go where they think they're being fluid almost. You know what I mean? Like it's like mm-hmm. you look at the guys who are there and they're always like in you know, the abs out, like Speedos, feathered wings, like they're dressed. Uh, what would you describe it? It's like Willy Wonka. Like, I don't even know what the hell the look is. It's just like crazy. It's like the recent episode of Real Housewives of oh, New God. York where Luann just put on like everything in her closet and pretends like she was going to Burning Man. But you're right. It's like dudes who um, take Molly and then like touch a dick and now they think they're bi. It's like, no. Oh my Girl. God, that should be your next book. That's the opening to a fabulous story. And I need to know more about this man. Um, uh, Going back to Eurovision, though, what did you think? Because I'll be honest, I made the mistake of going live on Instagram for most of it, which I sort of regret now because on a personal level, I think I would have had more fun tweeting about it. Like in my pajamas, it's just a better experience, I think. Um, But I didn't love Italy. I thought the guy was beautiful. Like if I were 15 or 14 watching like how I was hard for Jared Leto in the boiler room. That was the big energy he was giving me. It was like Jared Leto, like eyeliner, so thin. He was gorgeous, but also like see the like penis imprint. No. Oh no. The penis imprint. I got to look it up. Massive. His stop. I I mean, it was like, you could see his religion. It was just (gasps) like very, very prominent. Cut for sure. I mean, has cut to for be sure. You don't think so? I mean, you tell me. If you saw the, I mean, I, I don't know, but it's it's a, it's sizable. It's an Italian sausage. Wait, I just looked up Italian imprint, which is not what I wanted to look up. Italy Eurovision <laughs> came up some publishing company in Italy. Here we go. Also, have yes. you seen the clip of him? Maybe or maybe not doing cocaine on the table. I have, of course, seen that clip. I saw it. Well, my mistake was um, we had a popping into my IG live, Asi Azar, who hosted Eurovision in Tel Aviv two years ago. And I've met him and he's also gorgeous and so sweet. And he was like, I don't want to say it on the air, but there's like rumors about Italy. And he kind of did this with his nose, like he did something like that. And my friend Hannah, because we're all on the um, edge of like possibly being killed for being Jewish. My friend Hannah was like, oh, my God, they're anti-Semites, of course. And of course, within seconds, I was like, of course, those Nazis, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then half an hour later, she texted, oh, sorry, cocaine. (laughs) I had literally called them Nazis for like 30 minutes. So they were not Nazis. And I'm so sorry about that. They just like the imprint. I see it now. Wow. 
Well, that yeah. outfit, I mean, I would have had a major uh, footprint in that outfit. Like, my lips were not sealed, you know? I mean, I would have had more belly imprint. Like, you wouldn't have even seen the, um, you know, penis from the belly protrusion if I were to wear <laughs> such a high-waisted pant as he has you look on. Like, high-waisted like, uh, Brittany, pant leader Mrs. Mrs. Jax. Uh, poor Brittany. Oh, wow. Look at this. Oh, my goodness me. Well, listen, what did you think of the Coke thing, though? Do you think it should? God, he's really hot as shit. I'm like looking at these pictures of him. It's it's distracting. He's so hot. He's I was beyond. joking. On, yeah. um, I thought about Twittering, and then I decided instead to tweet or to just text a homosexual Go on. WhatsApp group. And that is in that's London based. So they were all watching and I was watching here in L.A. and whatever. But my, I kept joking that his tattoo across his chest um, says verse bottom in Italian. That was <laughs> I actually on my radio show, I translated the lyrics to his song into English because I thought it would be funny because like always Googled. It was so nonsensical. I'm like, of course, some coked up Roman. It made no sense. Even you couldn't blame Google like it just didn't translate right. at all but um I, i'll say this as a selfish person have you been to eurovision yet or no i have not been to eurovision but now that i live in europe i keep being like oh now that i live in europe i'm gonna go next year and then it got canceled i and know then yeah so uh, maybe next year and it's gonna be in italy i mean let's well, hope they pick a good city that's kind of I'll why go. not to like knock the lithuanians but that's kind of why i'm a little happy that italy won coke or no coke because you know my ass is going to be there, whether I get tickets or not. I mean, I when I went two years ago um, and we had tickets to the semifinals, I was supposed to go to Rotterdam last year. I had tickets. I woke up early, bought tickets. Here we are. And honestly, well, I think it's we're, fine. We're going. Well, I'll be there. Brian I'll is one of my there. few London friends, by the way. Brian, you know, the pressure is really on when I get there for you to hang out with me, you and Christian. I mean, I am 100% down. We okay, are going good. away for 4th of July, hopefully, question mark. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go on 4th of July? We're supposedly going to Lake Como. <gasps> okay, we'll come. But, are you, can you get um, in? What's the ruling now with uh, UK to EU? He's making a uh, face. I think it's kind of like up in the air because the EU wants the people from the UK, especially to places like Spain and Italy where their tourist income relies mostly on English people, but English, the English aren't letting in Europeans. So I think there's some retribution and also some anger about Brexit, like how the UK got zero point at Eurovision. Them getting zero points, by the way. I, you know, my greatest regret, honestly, and no shade to Peacock TV. I was very grateful that they were streaming it, but my greatest regret was not watching Graham Norton yesterday. I wish I could go back somehow and watch him. Were you watching the Graham feed? 100%. I I wish I had Graham Norton too, and I also think that like you and or I or you and I should be the American Graham Nortons once again. Can I be I, the new Carson Kressley? Can I say something? Please, yes. They'll never hire me, but I don't want to rule it out. I want to put it on my vision board because I don't know who else cares about this. Our friend Dave Holmes loves it. I, there are a handful of people who are like knee deep in Eurovision and have been for a while. I would I would just die to do it. I love it. Wait, you're going to go to Lake Como, though? I got to tell you that flying into the UK is no fucking joke. The amount of testing that I have to do is crazy. Four tests. So when I was leaving the UK, this has since been dropped, but um, I had to have a reason 
to leave and documentation of that reason. So I couldn't just be like, oh, I'm going for work. I had to get a letter from my publisher being like, Brian has to do in-person events in the U.S. and that's why he's leaving. And and then like had to show that at the airport. And then, by the way, anybody could fake that too. P.S. Oh, totally. I have a friend who, one of the reasons you can leave is a wedding. And I have a friend who was coming back to the U.S. for like vacation in Miami and she made designed and printed out a fake wedding invitation from for her like sister's wedding. And she like had a field day with it. She was like, I'm going to design my dream wedding invitation. <laughs> Meanwhile, she gave everybody like in Miami this. COVID. We're like laughing. We're like, wow, she's so smart. Everybody in Florida has like the UK strain because of her. I'm like, what a, <laughs> wow, what a genius. What a creative mind. Um, well, no, because when I was there uh, in November, you know, I kept telling everyone because people were like, how did you get there? I go, I actually had a reason to go, but I was like, nobody stopped me. It was, I had to get tested before getting on the plane, but that was it. It was like, come on in. I mean, literally at the airport, not a person stopped me. It was a robot. I put my passport on it. A door opened. I got my bags and I got in a fucking cap. It could not have been easier now. Forget it. It's, I mean, costing me, first of all, $500 in testing at least just after landing. And it's like a whole racket. I heard, and tell me if this is true, that they're now privatizing people like, it's like Hunters with uh, Al Pacino. They're privatizing the companies that are going to find people breaking quarantine. And every time they find someone doing it, they get a bonus. So like, they're actually- I have not heard that. I heard that. So I'm like, oh shit. Like I actually don't want to, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to jail. So I am going to quarantine for five days. So um, last summer we went to France um, right. and like right before we left, like at first you could go. And then right before we left, they were like, oh, if you go to France, you have to like quarantine for two weeks when you get back. So we were like, fine, whatever. So we went to France and then came back and quarantined with air quotes and um, nobody called, nobody texted, nobody did anything. And then we came to the U.S. for Christmas and came back. And that's when they were like hardcore lockdown. And they texted, they called. Did they, they come were, like, to your door? You were. They did not come to my door, but they they called and they were like, where are you right now? And I was like, uh, at home, which thankfully I was. Meanwhile, I'm because like I in wasn't. the Eurovision thing. Like he hears in the back uh, the Ukraine song. I'm like, I'm literally home. What do you want from me? Yeah, uh, I'm totally yeah. at home. Yeah. Um, excuse me. I'd like a, a, a latte, please. Thank you. I mean, I'm in my house. That was Clean my up in aisle nine. Remember how many, you know what I'm most excited about going back to London for? Getting into fights at Tesco Express. That's really where I thrive. I'm like, oh, yes. Tension with the Brits. I love it, Brian. Um, they do not respond well to American style aggression. I got in like almost a fist fight at a weight roast. Wait, tell me what happened. With some, so um, I went to the weight roast and this was like kind of when it was like early-ish in lockdown. So people were still like kind of intense. And um, so I went to the weight roast and I was like, I'm only going to the supermarket once. And so I had like all my stuff and I put all my stuff like on the conveyor belt. And so it was like all my groceries. I was like at the big checkout and this guy comes up <clears throat> and he's like, oh, can I cut in front of you? I'm just getting this one thing. And I was like, well, there are self-checkouts over there for like 10 items or less, like whatever. And he's like, are you taking the piss? And I was like, no. I hate that phrase like, so much. Like, I would never take your there, piss anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I want nothing to do with it. And he was like, 
I was like, yeah, you can go over there. And then his son, who was like uh, like 15 or 16, was in like another one of the long lines and was like, dad, just give it to me. I'll get it, whatever. And so then he and his daughter, who's maybe like 13, were standing at the end of the checkout line. And he's like, in that British way, talking shit about me, but to the daughter, but not addressing me. And being I do like, like that. Oh, I do like that. Yeah. And then uh, you wonder why people are mean to you and you treat people like that and blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, um, you're standing right next to me, talking to me like I could hear you. You might as well like address Say me, it. whatever. And so I, I started to get into it. And then the, the checkout lady just goes, gentlemen, can we just and that's like all she said in like the most English way. <laughs> and so we just like calmed down and like didn't say anything. Yeah. And then his son finishes checking out and he walks by and my like carriage was next to me and he pushed the carriage <gasps> into me as he like walked out. And I just went like, oh yeah, real mature. And then the lady was like, what did he do? I was like, oh, he pushed the carriage into me. And she was like, oh, some people. And I was wow. like, yeah, you're an asshole. Wow. I, you know, they, they don't know what to do with me there. Like I, cause I, I like to think I'm charming, but I'm not. And I actually, uh, I think also because of my height, <laughs> I, people, sometimes if I'm just being normal, people can even read into that as being like a little much, you know, because I'm just like a tall right. woman, but, um, but you're absolutely right. They don't know how to deal with me there. And how many fights, when no. I saw you guys, how many fights did I tell you about every, and I know the weight rose you got into a fight at, um, you know what, Brian, I think we should, um, continue while he so elegantly drinks his spindrift grapefruit. And I have my, and I love a Spindrift. You know I do. Oh my God. Spindrift and Sweet Green are the two things I miss the most about America because I am basic. And so when I come to America, all I do is eat Sweet Green and drink Spindrift. Um, I actually, at the top of part two, I'm going to bring up to you what I think is a million dollar idea to open in London. And maybe you, me and Christian should do this, except I can be like behind the scenes because you're both much more fit than I am. We're going to bring it up. I'll say the idea at the beginning of part two, but, and we're also going to talk about his book. We haven't even gotten into the housewives. I think cause I have so many, I know once we start, we'll never stop the housewives, the real story behind the real housewives out today. It's a fun cover. It's the perfect beach read or roof read or just train read it. Your writing also is so funny. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it. Top of part two, business ideas. Brian Moylan, follow him. You're at Brian Moylan online. Uh, I'm at Brian J. Moylan. Now that I want to know about. We'll bring that up in the next uh, in the next section. Brian Moylan, I love you so much. See you Thursday. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.